0: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 52 of Your Ex-Boyfriend's Podcast. This is the second half of the interview, of the conversation that I started last week with my friend Kate. And as some of you know, last week's episode was also the return to uh, episodes since for the first half of this year, I was on hiatus Um, and... This is how I chose to jump back into it. So, anybody who's new, I guess that's who that's for. This is part two. If you haven't heard part one of this conversation, go back to episode 51 and listen to that. Also, just as a quick note, if you can hear a little bit of uh, maybe congestion in my face hole, it's because I have been dealing with like some low grade cold, maybe allergy related symptoms for the last five or six days. So if it sounds like I'm talking out of my nose or vice versa, because it's stuffy, um, it's because I am. Uh, So without going too far into this intro, just know that the following is the second half of a conversation with my friend Kate, So it's not going to make sense unless you really listen to episode 51. (laughs) So go back and do that. And I guess that's it. So without dragging on too far, here is the rest of my conversation with Kate.
1: I was going to ask you how your relationship is with your dad now.
0: Yeah. um, It's better. I will say that unequivocally it's better now. Um, Like with... Both of us having put in, I don't want to say, but I don't know what he's done to, to, to be perfectly honest. I don't know how he has uh, changed like what he did, but for the both of us to have grown in, in positive ways, it, it definitely, we both gained the ability to um, have a closer, better relationship. And I'll give you an example, just a short one. Um, Do you remember me talking about when I first started to have those anxiety-like symptoms, how I went to the ER thinking I was having a heart attack?
1: Yeah. uh Uh-huh.
0: So, turns out my dad had, for his whole life, struggled with similar, similar stuff. And, you know, as the Gen X and Boomers do, didn't talk about it. Yep. with people they loved. So I had no idea. But fast forward to my most recent trip to the hospital which was a, a sur- surrounding the same thing which turned out to be nothing again. I'm just mm-hmm. a hypochondriac. Um <laughs> my I I called my uh parents and told them what was happening because I just wanted, they're, they're my emergency contacts. And I was like, Hey, I'm headed, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm not going by, um, uh, ambulance. I'm taking myself there on the advice of my doctor just to be safe because of the symptoms I'm experiencing. We just don't want to assume that they're nothing.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: My dad who was working at the time, they, my parents lived like 45 minutes away from me. Uh My dad's like, do you, um, do you need help? Like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I just was keeping you guys in the loop. And then we hung up fast forward, like five minutes later, he called me back and he's like, Hey, I'm going to meet you at the hospital. I clocked out of work and I'm going to, um, come up there with you. And, and
1: that's really sweet.
0: I thought so too. And I think it was because we had both gotten to a point where like I was willing to say, hey, I'm vulnerable in a, you know, physically in this in the, or not physically, but like I'm in, in a vulnerable situation Right. to to him. And his response was, well, let me help you, even if there's nothing I can do other than just be there. And that's so,
1: oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so glad yeah. to hear that. I mean, not <laughs> glad, obviously, that you had to go to the hospital, but just that. <laughs>
0: I I appreciate it. Uh, I agree with you. Like it, it was really nice. And then fast forward to while we're sitting in the ER, waiting because it's a busy day, I guess. For like forty five minutes, my dad and I just talked, and he told me like a lot of stuff about his own experience with this anxiety stuff and how he had been to the hospital for the exact same thing and and then we talked a little bit about his childhood and like the whole time I'm like dad you're you're <gasps> trying to make me cry this is a lot dude
1: Oh, so he <laughs> really like took that opportunity to open up
0: yeah it w- it wasn't that that's not common for us and it was yeah very meaningful um that we could have that conversation it it was so different from how things used to be.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, old old dogs can learn new tricks, kind of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it was it was weird, but in a good way.
1: Good weird is much better than bad weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, shout out Mr. Tenna. That's so nice. Yeah. That makes me really happy to hear.
0: Thank you. Uh, it, it it was actually nice to talk about. I haven't really talked about that. Too much. So, my, um, so I've had the same,
1: yeah, shout out to Mr. Tenna. Um, I've had the same couple friends since kindergarten. And interestingly, all of us have super fucked up dads. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just like, uh, oh, you know, um, ex friend or y friend, they they show up at your door in tears. So, you know, dad must have done something. And you know, it's just, you know, that's just trauma bonding. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool seeing, their respective fathers kind of like grow up and get their shit together. Um, my one friend's dad has has seriously gone to a ton of therapy. He's, he's well medicated now. And he, he kind of got over the medications for pussies kind of thing. So he, (laughs) on top of it, um, my other friend's dad, I don't know really if he like saw anybody professionally, um, but same thing. He's just really like calm the fuck down to the point that, um, my friend's parents are divorced, but they have a ton of, they share a ton of grandkids that, you know, they can be around one another. They can be civil. He's like a whole different person. So I love to see the, uh, I love to see the dad glow ups, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the dad glow up.
1: That's that should be so the title good. of this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to write that down. Hold on one second. sec. <laughs> <laughs> They're in their daddy era.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. That's great.
0: The dad glow up. Perfect. That's gonna be the subtitle for this episode. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's too funny. Oh
1: man. No, okay, it well, is it is nice to see. Dads, yes. Uh, it really is. You know, people people can change. They might not always, but they definitely can. And it's always nice to see.
0: It is nice, but you're 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 totally, I think, right on that one point. They can, but they don't always. Right. And I think that's why it feels so nice to witness it. Like for
1: sure. Yeah. They didn't have to witness. change. Yep. That's but they hard.
0: Ch- change is difficult.
1: Change is difficult. I always. Um, I don't know if you have any similar experiences, but I, whenever I heard someone say, oh, I'm not good with change. When I was younger, I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Like get a grip change happens all the time. (laughs) But now I am that person. Like I say that all the time and I hate it. I hate change. I get so like wigged out about it. Um, we just had a new person on board with my team so we we have a very small office so it's like a little closet essentially so now there's five people sitting in this tiny little cupboard and like everything had to get moved and we had to get rid of our bookcase and all the filing cabinets had to get moved around and I literally felt like I was dying and internally screaming inside but like (laughs) for what it's an office that I work in like it's not my house and I I don't know when I became that person but Somewhere along the way, it happened.
0: Well, that's interesting. I was just gonna ask you, where do you think that happened? But it sounds like not sure.
1: I have absolutely no idea. Like I re- I never understood what that meant. Like, what do you mean you don't like change? Change is inevitable, change is part of being a person. But that is true. I always say 30 punch me in the face real hard. And it's just like, okay, yep, this is a definite new decade. And I guess maybe sometime in there.
0: God, yeah, Kate, I say the same thing. I don't know what it was about that hitting 30. It was like as soon as the numbers ticked over, then shit was just like, "Hey, time let's go. Let's time to deal with it. Let's do it right now."
1: Right?
0: I don't know <laughs> what is happening.
1: I'm not really mad about it, but I also like what was wrong with 29? Like 29 was perfectly fine. Why couldn't we have done some of this shit then?
0: Right? <laughs> What, what was the difference about literally just seeing the three? Maybe it's something just hardwired into our millennial brains. Once, it's because we grew up watching Friends. Once, once you hit 30, your life is over.
1: I really, truly, genuinely believed that for a really long time. <laughs> like genuinely, when I was in my young 20s. I, oh, at really? the Deptford Mall. I worked for the Sprint Kiosk in the Deptford Mall. And we had yes, um, you did. an auditor, I think. And you know, he was five, six, seven years older than us. So he turned 30. And I was like, you literally better buy a coffin because like your life is over. That's it. <laughs> fun is done.
0: I, I know.
1: 30 like, has been so much fun. Like my 30s have been incredible.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't look at it the same way either. I feel like as much as the challenges have popped up kind of in in this decade, I still am happy with a lot of where I am and I feel in a much, much better place like emotionally and mentally. Like I don't want to go back to being 23-year-old justice, like at all. I'm you fine. You couldn't
1: pay me <laughs> actual money to do it again.
0: Yeah. Amen.
1: Like I had I had a lot of fun, but there's I don't know. Was there? Is there anything that you would actually do differently? Like if you had a rewind button, would you keep things the same and let them play out as they did? Or is there anything that you know, like, nah, fuck that. I would have done that so differently.
0: Well, let me ask you a, a question, Kate. This hypothetical rewind button, do I get to go back knowing what I know now? Or is it just a redo, hope, hoping things go differently?
1: A redo, hoping for the best.
0: No, I would not.
1: I don't think I would either like there's sure there's a lot of things that like do I wonder where that path would have taken me like what would yeah. my life have been like if I didn't fuck around and find out and drop out of school <laughs> and I just continued on funny. I went to medical school <laughs> yeah. I became a surgeon whatever like would what what would that Kate look like would she I don't it's like all these things but that is not I, I, I probably would have never moved to North Jersey probably never would have met Jake. You know what I mean? Like there, so there's just, there's too many precious things that are likely not a real thing. If I had stayed in South Jersey.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. If, if, if we're talking about just a random re-rolling of the dice, like, no, thank you. I'm happy with the progress I've made.
1: I completely agree. Definitely. Like it, it's a little unnerving sometimes. Um, just thinking about all the time that I don't want to say wasted because I did have a lot of fun in like my early and mid twenties. No, and for sure. That was because I kind of fucked around and find out and I and found out. I said, ah, now I'm just gonna I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work my retail job, be able to sleep <laughs> right. in until noon, go out stay and party, out all night. <laughs> and that just wouldn't have been a thing if I was you know cutting human human bodies up in medical school. So I really I don't think I would have done anything different.
0: Yeah, there you go. I think that's a good feeling too. Uh,
1: Absolutely,
0: (laughs) knowing that, like you, you've the path you took was one that led to some sort of fulfillment.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it might have taken a little longer, but I, you know me, I am a big, big proponent of bloom at your own pace.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. Amen.
1: (laughs) It has been so interesting being in the house um so i don't i don't even know who did all of like the landscaping and the gardening and the flowers but we have just like hundreds of perennials that we did nothing and all of a sudden it's just like the garden of eden out there Whoa. and it's just been so much fun to see because this is our first spring and summer in the house so oh, it's like cool what, yeah what's going to come up like what what is this trellis like vine <laughs> thing going to become um and that just makes me think of you know all these the, the flowers that bloom the first they don't last the longest but you know Ooh. then then it's it's june and there's things that are just starting to come up and that doesn't make them any less lovely
0: <laughs> that's a great analogy kate i like Long that a circle. lot my yard is I I rent right now, so I don't get to decide what goes out there, but I am looking to buy hopefully soon. So fingers
1: crossed. (laughs) Do you know where you want to be?
0: Um, I don't have too many restrictions on that. I just need to be within a reasonable commuting distance for my work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, is your job
1: physically like in Seattle city center proper?
0: Yeah. So the, let's see, I'm going to try and not identify where I'm going. Um, The place, the, the agency that I am going to is still within the Seattle King County area. Kind of, it's very similar to where I am now in which I don't, I'm not really going to be leaving um, the immediate County area. So long, long way of saying yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Is real estate out there as absolutely insane as it is on the East coast?
0: I'm going to say yes, but I don't know how insane it is on the East coast. I'm just saying yes, because I know that the Seattle housing market is one of the most expensive in the country. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Oof! Are you looking for single family or like a condo? Do you have you narrowed it down yet?
0: Yeah, definitely single family, because I, I I know this is like putting a restriction on what I can afford, but I'm not going to give up the yard for Jonesy.
1: Oh, and, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: If I had having a big no dog pet, in an
1: apartment is just, or, you know, a condo, same kind of thing is yep. a lot.
0: Yeah, it is a lot. He He's done it before he, but he wasn't full grown. Like I got him when I was in an apartment and then quickly mm-hmm. moved into a house with a yard. At this point, I'm used to it, and he's used to it, and I'm not willing to sacrifice our quality of life.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) for sure. Having outside space. So when we lived in the apartment before we bought this house, we had a little balcony, which was nice and everything because you know I could let. It was the third floor, so I could let the cats hang out out there, and they would, you know, we called it um, yard time, like they were in prison because they couldn't go anywhere. That's Um, too good. But now that we have the dog, it's like, there's just, there's no way it's so nice to be like this patch of dirt is my patch of dirt. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. That's kind of the, I don't want to say it's the, the driving goal that everybody should have, but it certainly is something I feel like we all kind of um feel at one time or another, like just being able to call something yours, even, you know, the bank may own it, but whatever. Uh, right just you're the one
1: that's paying the mortgage
0: <laughs> right you can do whatever you want and you can uh you know l- just live on your own terms i guess as as far as you know location is concerned
1: for sure um, exactly yeah, now so can you process. get can can is like i'm thinking of when i'm thinking of the city i'm thinking of like new york city it's been so long since i was actually in seattle Is Mm -hmm. buying a home with a yard still in the city center, like uh, even a thing that exists?
0: So yes, but nowhere near the center of the city, like Seattle since, well, when, when were you here last?
1: When I was, when I last saw you. So 2017.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So (laughs) in the last six years, it has just the entire six years, it's been in a huge explosion of, expansion and construction and like there is nowhere really close to downtown and within (laughs) within three quarters of a mile that you could buy and but fortunately that's not where I'm looking like Seattle is so big at this point like the outlying neighborhoods like where I live uh, there's tons of housing there's tons of oh
1: that's awesome
0: yeah single family homes and the market is hot hot hot
1: <laughs> right, right now but i can only imagine
0: oh that being the case it is expensive like you are not going to find anything and i'm talking like anything livable that doesn't require a giant renovation in king county for less than like 475 like that's the bottom so
1: i would say that's pretty accurate for especially Northern New Jersey too. Like, I mean, yeah. depending on where you are, like you said, like move-in ready, n- yeah. like turnkey, no major renovations with like a kitchen that's not from the 70s or 80s. Yeah. You're not finding it for under five. Like there's no way.
0: Yep. Feels very similar then.
1: And it's, I mean, oh man, I I look at Jake every day and I'm like, oh, thank God that we're not in the home buying market anymore. It was just... <laughs> I just like prepare yourself emotionally because it will beat you down
0: oh for sure it has i i'll say this i haven't enjoyed the process as much as i thought i would and most of that has been just because of the difficulty like i'll see a house that i'll go tour it right and i'll be like damn that was affordable like that's within my price range and and I really like it. And I'm going to move forward. And then the next day it's pending. So exactly. Yep. <laughs> at this yeah, point, and then it I'm went for like, 80 over do.
1: asking. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Well, that just, <laughs> that becomes a, almost a million dollar home then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like, I am gosh, not a millionaire. I
0: won't, I won't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that actually was initially driving me to start Looking was this idea that my landlords were going to raise my rent to come up with the kind of market price that other similar size houses are renting for in the area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a very good deal right now, and I got into this house in twenty twenty one, and I, I I definitely it was quite a bit more expensive than what I was paying with roommates obviously
1: right you're time, by yourself right like you're you're living by yourself no roommates no nothing
0: correct yeah i'm by myself i pay all the bills so at the time i was like ooh this this is a lot but i can do it and i i wanted to live by myself fast forward to 2023 when i was looking at you know whether i was going to sign this most recent renewal houses in the area are going for like for for renting, they're going for like two to three hundred dollars more a month than I currently pay. Uh-huh. And I'm like, there's no way that my landlords aren't gonna at least try to get closer to that because right. they told me to my face, like we met and they were like, Yeah, we don't actually make money on this rental. Like your your rent doesn't, it just barely covers the mortgage. So I'm like, oh my
1: God, <laughs> I'm like,
0: yeah, for sure. They're going to fucking raise my rent at this point. And then I got the, the lease renewal documents and it said no change to current lease, including rent. And wow. I, I texted them and I was like, hey, this sounds great, but is it for real or am I just getting my hopes up over a typo? And they're like, nope, we're not raising it.
1: That is so like unheard of. That is incredible.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they did that, but I am so grateful.
1: <laughs> probably because you're like a nice human being and you're, I mean, like think about just like a tenant in general. You pay your bills on time. You're not yeah. having the cops called on you. The place isn't a wreck. <laughs> like you're not calling saying this is broken, that's broken, holes all over the place, stains all over the place. So they, <laughs> they're probably also thankful. You know what I mean? That they have a good tenant.
0: That is true. I am a good tenant. I do pay the bills on time, keep it, you know, pretty upkept. If I had to guess- there's a
1: lot to be said for that.
0: (laughs) There is, no, uh, having talked to other landlords, just like friends and people I know that do own property, it's a huge deal not to have to worry about your tenant, especially like if they're willing to stay multiple years, you know, like having that guaranteed, easy income, no stress is amazing. Yep. I I will say this, though, when I was thinking about why they didn't raise the rent, I think, and I didn't do this on purpose, it would just turn out like, it sounds like it probably worked in my favor. I spoke to them before the lease renewal came down. I asked them, hey, have you guys ever considered selling? I'm kind of like looking at the market, maybe thinking about buying a house sometime in the near future. Would you uh, be in a position to sell if I was interested in this place. And it, they ended oh, up saying, wow. well, they said no, but I think what I accidentally did was put it in, I put that bug in their ear that I am looking to leave. And they right. were like, Oh no, like, oh, shit. <laughs> we can't raise his rent. We got to keep it. <laughs> totally but- thought about that after the fact. And I think. It worked.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, if, if it saves you three hundred dollars a month, like you'd be crazy.
0: Oh my god, right? And just not having to think about moving right away, or you know, being being in a, a good position to actually look for a home to buy. I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about man. I'm I'm now paying out the ass in this extra rent, and exactly not, how am I saving for the down payment? <laughs>
1: Are you month to month or are you locked in like it's a year lease?
0: It is a year lease, but the relationship that I have with my landlords leads me to believe that they would be totally okay with me trying to find a subletter for the remainder. If I did have to leave early, like if I bought a home
1: uh-huh.
0: and at the very least, if I had to break the contract to, to move, they would not be dickheads about it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. wonderful.
0: Fingers crossed
1: (laughs) for sure. Yes. All of the good, the home ownership vibes.
0: Absolutely. Let me look at my notes here. Let's see what I had written. down. Okay. I have a question for you. Do you want a lighthearted one or, or a more serious, but not, not, (laughs) not hurtful, serious, just more like a thoughtful question
1: dealer's choice.
0: Oh, I hate that.
1: <laughs> um, okay, pick the second one on the list.
0: Okay, so a little bit harder hitting. Uh, something that I actually had brought up by my therapist recently, very briefly, so I'm assuming next time we talk, we're going to talk more about it. She was asking me about whether I thought I had purpose. and
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's a big question. I feel as if I have just been for years now trying to find it. And not in a sense that I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like that sort of thing is going to come into your life when it works for you. You know, you you can't force purpose, but uh definitely in the process. And I was curious if I turn the question to you. Do you feel like you have purpose? And if not, do you ever think about it?
1: I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't ever think about it. It just, it's to, purpose to me is one of those questions that like, I don't know if I've ever heard someone have an immediate answer. Like, Oh yes, my purpose is you know X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like humans are so multifaceted that it's almost unfair to try and like pinpoint down one thing that like, I don't know, make sure. I don't want to say make sure life worth living, but that, that kind of is purpose. Yeah. In a um, sense, there's
0: something that drives you, you know.
1: Pettiness. <laughs> <laughs> Bitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, on a serious note, although I do pettiness is I do hold pettiness dear. That's not really a good quality, but I do love being petty at times. Um <laughs> uh, I don't so I don't know. Like some people would say their career is a calling. Yeah. Um I guess like my specialty could be considered a calling because you know you really have to give a shit to want to stick around with GYN oncology. Sure. But I like to me, work is work, you know. I I work so I can pay my bills if I Yeah. If I didn't have to work, I probably would still work to some capacity. So to answer your question, I kind of feel along the same vein as you that if I do have a purpose, I haven't quite like identified or actualized it quite at this moment yet. Sure. Um, like my, my pets give me a lot of purpose, my interpersonal, like my very close relationships, you know, with, with, with Jake, with my mom, with my sister, they all give me a lot of purpose. I wouldn't say that I was like put on this earth to like maintain those. I don't know. I really don't know.
0: Well, you know, and that's a a fair point. I don't think that purpose necessarily has to be, you know, any one it, it's it's hard to define because it really is, like you said, what gives your life meaning? Like what, what drives you forward? And for some people, like I, I know plenty of women, and this is more of an older generational thing, but I know plenty of women who would say, my kids.
1: Yep. Like, that would my be my purpose. mom's
0: answer. Well, there you go. That, that'd be my <laughs> mom's answer as well. <laughs> and like that is by no means a lesser purpose it's just, no, of
1: course not.
0: It's just something that, you know, kind of it, it, the way I look at it is of course they were going to have kids at some point. Like for my mom, that was never a question. She was going to try to have kids and tried hard because she, you know, had three miscarriages before me as the oldest. And you know, that was never, uh, like an option. She was like, I'm going to raise kids and right. that's what I want. And then it turned yeah, out yeah, high water. Yeah. And that's what, you know, drove her for many, many years. Excuse me. I had to burp out that cracker. I just ate. (laughs) That's
1: okay. better out than in.
0: Oh yeah. So delicious though. (laughs) Um,
1: I don't, I really don't know. I can't believe that I never really like sat and ruminated on that before.
0: That's what you get when you talk to me, just all these things that you've never thought about. I think about,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to like, if I were to cease to exist tomorrow, I don't like, I guess maybe like my, my pets would be, but like Jake is here. So he would feed them and take care of them. So it's not like they they would cease to exist without me here.
0: (laughs) You're going to be like an Egyptian Pharaoh and bury them with you.
1: (laughs) I would take them with me if I could, you don't get to make that choice. though. (laughs) question for you. Yeah. If you won the lottery tomorrow, Like enough money, not like a million dollars, not a lot of money, but like, like, fuck you money where you could do whatever you wanted, (laughs) whenever you wanted, buy whatever you wanted, obtain whatever you wanted, like enough money to have like the GDP of a small country.
0: (laughs) Okay. Like you, you literally have so much money that it's, it's for all intents and purposes, it's infinite.
1: Exactly. Yes. Like, like Elon Musk money, like good luck spending (laughs) that kind of money in a lifetime. Would you continue to work?
0: I would not continue to do what I do now.
1: What would you elect to spend your time doing? Or do you even have like an idea of what that would be?
0: I do. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure if I would make it my job or not. I have gone back and forth. I've actually thought about this. I've gone back and forth on the idea just in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh I would go do, so for for a, a normal citizen, like civilian person, I would go do everything that is allowed by the FAA as far as flight training. I would go get my private pilot's license, and I would take every class related to flying that I could. And I would get literally all the licenses associated with a private pilot's certification. Uh I I said that backwards all the certs associated with the license Uh and I would just honestly I think what, what I would do if I had fuck you money is I would go try various I would go fly for an airline and then I would go fly like uh for like tours out in the Caribbean and then I would go oh
1: that would be so cool
0: right, i I I would just try it all because I have wanted to get my license forever for my whole life, and it's it's really expensive, so it's just been something that I keep putting on the back burner as other things in life come up for sure um but yeah, that you be should my, pursue not, my it.
1: One. I know that's so much easier said than done because <laughs> i I know how truly prohibitively expensive those things are, yeah, um. One of my ex's best friends actually did exactly that. He was working with my ex and his family's company and then was like, you know what? Like, fuck this, man. I don't want to fix washing machines for the rest of my life. And like (laughs) dropped everything. His um, girlfriend, wife, fiance, I'm not sure what they are um, at at this present moment said like, that's fine. You pursue your dreams. Like I'll, I'll carry us along until you can get it done. And now he's a commercial pilot.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: So like it, it is insanely expensive, but it can be done.
0: <laughs> it definitely can be. Um, I never intend to not pursue it. It's just one of those things where I, I think about it every couple of months and I'm like, can we, can we make this work? And yeah, it not yet is always the answer, but
1: uh uh-huh. one day oh, that answer will be yes.
0: Yes, I think so. And as to the question of whether I would make that my career or not, or just would I make it a job? I don't know. And I say that because I have a feeling that a lot of people's hobbies and passions, once turned into a job, tend to lose their luster.
1: Oh, of course. Of course. (laughs) So I I, I wouldn't want that.
0: But that being said, like your scenario is one where I have more money than Jesus. And, you know, at that point, do I care if, if I'm working for a place that ends up firing me? No.
1: Yeah. Like who cares?
0: Yeah. Who cares? I'm just going to do what makes me happy. So yeah, I don't know.
1: When we were traveling around um, on the West Coast for my mom's birthday, we we took one of the, uh, we took a helicopter from Vegas to the, the floor of the Grand Canyon. Oh that yeah, would I, be I saw those. That a job to fly that helicopter all the time.
0: God, wouldn't it?
1: Like talk about just the most like breathtaking, incredible. I mean, I'm sure it does get old doing it three times a day, but how <laughs> could it, man?
0: <laughs> oh, I know. That's one of those things. It's, it, it It would be amazing. And I wonder if you would ever get tired of it. That's a good question
1: right like people that live I don't know everyone always says oh I would love to live at the beach but like would you because then it loses that like that specialness you know what I mean
0: it it I do know what you mean yeah it it really there's the ocean
1: yep or like people that live in um like on islands you know like I know islands typically are very, very poor and impoverished, but like, does it ever lose its, its luster? If that's the only thing, you know, like this beautiful tropical paradise, probably. Right.
0: You know, my gut tells me the answer is yes. I think it
1: does. It would have that being said,
0: you know, people tend to like, I I know that this exists all over the world. There's, there's some people that are, they are in love with their home. Town or wherever they live and they would never move and they just are like literally in love with the whole thing and uh-huh. i remember actually i remember hearing this song by, uh, by an artist that i enjoy they were talking about their hometown of winnipeg canada and oh my gosh i'm like it sounds awful it sounds cold and dry yeah. and you're Weird. not near any body of water you're in the middle of nowhere but they had the it's such an upbeat and soulful like heartfelt song I'm like I kind of want to go (laughs) to (laughs) Winnipeg
1: that makes me really want to go to there
0: (laughs) yeah it's working and like how do you end up feeling that way about a place because I'll tell you one thing where I grew up in Auburn Washington it is kind of an armpit (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't have any sort of desire to go back and live in Auburn. I have some nostalgia from, you know, my childhood. Of course. if I had the money you're talking about, never am I going to move back to Auburn. Exactly. Unless I I invest in it and make it awesome. Maybe that's the key.
1: Ooh, philanthropy. Very nice. Yeah,
0: that might be the key. (laughs) (laughs)
1: curveball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I'm going to turn the question around. What do you think you would do if you had
1: dollars? Oh, I have dollars? spent so much time thinking about this. My initial thought is I would quit, quit my current job. And yeah. I, I would open a charming, sweet little bookstore in the middle of town where <laughs> I live. So
0: cute.
1: Oh my God. It would just be like my bread and butter. I could decorate the windows for the holidays and have really cute displays. Um, I would have a shop cat. Like it would just be, I'd have a little coffee bar. It would just be the motherfucking coziest thing you could ever imagine. Um, Honestly, that sounds
0: like you live in uh, like you're a character in Gilmore Girls.
1: (laughs) Exactly. The vibe I am going for (laughs) or like the, The the damsel in distress on like a Hallmark Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Are you going to fall in love with your old high school boyfriend who lives out in the country?
1: (laughs) Oh, surprise, you've just inherited a ranch in Texas. (laughs) And that's that's going to be the movie is that I have to decide in my heart if I want to follow this man to Texas or I want to stay in my bookstore.
0: (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) We should write this movie.
1: (laughs) Right? It I mean lifetime would definitely or Hallmark would definitely pick it up. Hell yeah. (laughs) I also have considered. So I've always been. I always wanted to go to medical school. So I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? If I had fuck you money and I could actually like spend the time that it would take to invest in it. I might go to medical school just for the fun of saying that I did it. Even if I never do anything with it. Just to like prove to myself that I can do it. Medical degree. Boom. And then I could open my bookstore.
0: I love it. Dr. what hey Kate I have a weird question for you real quick always how do you pronounce your last name now Leets. okay that's what I've been saying in my head the whole time I just wanted to verify so you'd be I Dr. Have Kate heard... Leitz
1: yes yep beautiful it's a lot of people go with lights because they like go with that ie it sure. sounds like it should be l-e-i but it's not because German gotcha I went from Sims, very easy. Two letters are the same. You only have three letters to worry about. Now I have a Z in my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have you in my phone because like literally up until maybe three or four months ago, you know, as we text back and forth, I had you as Kate Sims in my phone and I'm like, Geez, that, that's not even her name anymore. So I put Kate Leitz, nay Sims.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I am obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> you could totally just leave it as Kate's in. that's fine it would be easy for you to find
0: oh it's, it's too late <laughs> i changed it already it's in there forever now
1: that's so professional
0: it is right you're the only one in my contacts that has that designator
1: <laughs> i'm very honored
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you're like the only okay here's i don't know what this says about me maybe nothing but you're the only female friend that i have that wasn't the friend of a male friend or I wasn't the partner of a male friend first. So you're the only one that I have, like I had met before you were with somebody, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Huh. That's really interesting. I'm going to like, am I thinking, I think you're, you probably fall into that category as well. Huh?
0: Anyway, I guess that that also brings up the same or it brings it brings up the issue of like men typically don't change their names when they get married.
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I guess I would consider it if my partner had a badass last name. Like,
1: wouldn't that be so cool?
0: Like, I don't even know what would be badass enough, but I I, I could be convinced.
1: <laughs> that makes me think of I had a friend in college, and he had a friend who for what. Something came up where he was thinking about changing his name or like taking his wife's name or something. Mm-hmm. And his wife had this like bad ass name. And it was something like ridiculous. Like, like, I don't even know, like dragon slayer or like something <laughs> as something really cool. And he elected to keep his own name.
0: And I was like, oh like, man. <laughs>
1: like you missed a golden opportunity.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. You like, could be who? the dragon slayer family. How fucking awesome is that?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Talk about a cool family crest.
0: Yeah, no kidding. What do you even, you obviously have to have a dragon on there. Right? You'd <laughs> hope. <laughs> do, you, do you have a family crest, Kate?
1: I don't think so. Not that I've ever really cared to look up.
0: Yeah, same. I'm, I'm fairly certain we do not. Like, you have to be able to trace your your white peoplehood way back to get a family crest.
1: I'm sure, like I I would imagine that Jake's family probably does, the Leitzes. They still oh. live, like his family back in Germany. They oh, live wow. in like a little his, his, his dad was born in Germany, but he came over at two. Um his Whoa. grandmom has a really cute little accent. It's precious. Aww. Um, she was, oh my God, she was telling um we went to my to Jake's cousin's baby shower yesterday. Yeah, and she was telling a story about when the mom-to-be was young she went over to grandma's house and you know grandma had all these old old pictures on the wall like mm-hmm. her grandparents her father um consequently she is 91 years old and from <laughs> wow. germany
0: Amazing. so
1: you do the the connecting there and oh, yeah. christina brought one of her little friends over and pointed to the picture on the wall and goes and that's a nazi and grandma was like don't say that to people
0: oh jesus
1: can you imagine
0: oh my uh, god like
1: don't say hardly that to people don't no say that kidding people.
0: how old was this kid
1: oh i mean like like five like they were really young
0: oh my god how does a five-year-old know what a nazi is
1: i'm gonna be honest i don't know <laughs> That was not the takeaway of that story for me.
0: <laughs> oh, whoops.
1: <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god."
0: Like, hey, "Can you relax, kid? Jesus."
1: Like, "Take it down a notch."
0: <laughs> You're up here. We need you to be down here right now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, take it to <laughs> about a 4. Um so he, I mean, they have so many old pictures. It's so cool like hundreds of years ago and they still live in this little cute little storybook town. Um I'm god, pretty sure the house cool. that his aunt and uncle live in is from like the 16 or 1700s It's that got nuts. Like three, three basements, two basements. But there was like a sub-basement to Whoa. the actual basement, and all the houses on the block are connected under this like sub-basement.
0: Oh, creepy. <laughs>
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: like who's like- knocking on
0: the basement door? Oh, it's the neighbors.
1: Like, oh, we don't want that. <laughs>
0: oh, we gotta bar that door. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, it's really very interesting. And they've all lived there for, you know, ever.
0: That is very cool being able to trace your family history back that far. I have not been able to do that. Um we're just I I call my family we're just people of the world because like literally my 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 littlest sister, she did the whole 23 and me thing. Yeah. And found out that we the the largest majority like ethnicity that we are is like 13 percent and that was what yeah like w- w- my family is my the three of us kids are made up of like freaking seven different nationalities combined that is
1: family. so cool <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was actually Do you funny remember what too. they were um you know what i don't but i can tell you right now i will pull it up because she That's texted
1: really interesting
0: it so is you're really truly a mutt <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> my my family got around uh That's okay really hold cool on. and then I'm gonna search here we go okay I was a liar it was 18 percent so uh we are 18 percent English and Northwestern European we are 17 17- oh wait hold on I'm sorry <laughs> Okay, sorry. Here we go. Uh, We're 18% English, Northwestern Europe, 17% Scottish, 15% Norwegian, 13% Indigenous America and Mexico, 10% Spain, 10% Ireland, 9% Wales, 4% Indigenous Americas, and then 1% Cameroon, Congo, and Western African, Northern African, Aegean Islands, and Basque.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is so interesting. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Isn't that weird?
1: That really is. But that's really cool. Yeah. So, So, like, truly every part of the world, basically.
0: Yeah, pretty much. No, no Asian in there. I was going to
1: say, minus Asia.
0: Yeah, pretty much all of the Americas, uh, Europe. uh, Oh, actually, no Eastern Europe. That's true. Um, And Africa. (laughs) That's weird.
1: That is, I don't, you might be the first person I know who is truly that, like, I don't want to say fragmented, but real, that's, you have so many things that comprise you.
0: What would you call that? We're uh, diversified.
1: Yes. There you go.
0: <laughs> Kate, have you ever done yours? Have you ever looked into that?
1: Yes. I can't. Did I do 23 andme me? I think so. I'm just trying to log into it now. If it's even 23 andme me that I did.
0: Right. It could have been Ancestry or something. <laughs>
1: What's I think, feel like? Yes. Sign in. If I, if I don't have an auto, who I was going to say, if I don't have auto sign in I have no idea what any of these <laughs> usernames or passwords are. Let's
0: I'm surprised. See. Well, maybe I'm not. Cause I don't know that much about it, but just in my head, knowing uh, the little bit that you've told me about Jake, I'm so su- I would be surprised if he was like down with the whole autofill
1: thing. Oh, he's not. He's crazy. Everything's <laughs> saved to my phone which I guess is good. Um, but he, I think I've told you that if he has to make up a security question, he uses like a random answer.
0: Oh yeah, just like a random fact.
1: Not even, like if it's, oh, what was your first car? He'll use like alphanumeric
0: oh.
1: numbers.
0: I like so that. That's a good like, idea.
1: Truly nobody could ever hijacked this stuff.
0: Yeah, that is very secure. <laughs> My first car was a 17GP8 <laughs>
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Enter backslash.
1: All right, so I am 63.5% British and Irish. Wow. <laughs> I am 28% French and German and then 4.2% broadly northwestern European. Eastern European and um, it's trace ancestry 0.4% Central Asian.
0: So you are the whitest woman who've ever lived.
1: Pretty much 99.5% European.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good.
1: That explains why I glow in the dark.
0: Do you glow in the dark? I can't remember. Are you super pale?
1: Oh, yes big big
0: I, I feel like I can't trust pictures cuz I never know when there's been a filter, you know, somewhere in the mix.
1: <laughs> I don't I hate filter. I don't filter usually ever unless I, I have like a blemish or something that I need to get rid of.
0: I'm proud of you. I hate them too and I maybe have used filter never on myself. It's always pictures of other things where I'm like, "Ooh, that looks cool in sepia." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't lie. Back in the day I used to love a good black and white selfie, but I feel like that was just trying to be a little artsy.
0: Oh yeah. Everybody had that phase, I think, where like I'm I'm a little bit, you know, unhinged. You never know what I might do. <laughs> I might cut I think- my hair tomorrow.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I really do think social media is like a, a cancer of our society, but that's a whole other topic for I'm sure another day.
0: <laughs> no, it for sure is. And you know, if if we had more time today, I would say, "Well, maybe we'll just do another episode.
1: <laughs> yes, just pencil it in.
0: Yeah, um but actually, that's a good uh, a good definitely a topic that I have wanted to discuss. And now that we're talking about it, i I'm definitely gonna do I'm definitely gonna do a solo episode on social media, um, but I think it's definitely worth talking about um next time you and I have a conversation.
1: for sure. Let's put a pin in it, definitely.
0: Cause it is a cancer. And that's one of the reasons why I removed myself from it. Mostly. Like I still, I still have the accounts, but I don't participate and I don't have them on my phone anymore. So.
1: I took Facebook, the app off of my phone months yes. ago. So yes. I only let myself use Facebook if I'm on my iPad. Cause I, I do a lot of Facebook marketplace. So I just have it pretty much to manage that.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: gotcha. And I'll just like, I, it's like the doom scrolling never ends. and Instagram is, is just as bad.
0: It is. Yeah. Can uh, I, can I tell you a quick story just regarding the whole social media thing? Of course. We we won't go into like (laughs) the, the meeting behind everything, but the, the day that I decided to get rid of the social stuff off of my phone was I woke up one day. And I was just laying in bed, um, kind of like on a weekend. So it was like, I didn't have to get up and do anything. So I'm just laying there dozing, but I'm awake. And I can't even remember what I was thinking about. I, I couldn't tell you the content. But what I can tell you is that the way my brain was formatting the thoughts was as if it was a 60 second reel with a fucking background sound. Oh
1: my God. The shorts. Yeah. The shorts yes. get you.
0: Yes. So once I realized that I had like that thought was like just generated by my brain. I wasn't looking at my phone. I was like, that's a problem. So yeah. I immediately took it all off my phone.
1: <laughs> that is a good impetus. I probably would have had a very similar reaction. Like, oh. nope, we're gonna, that's it. We're done with that. Nope, nope, nope.
0: Yeah, talk about things that give you the ick. That was not <laughs> I, I was like, that is gross. When did that happen?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's gotta go. We gotta be done with that.
0: <laughs> and I do you do not ever find it. that
1: you miss it now that you're you've been off of it for a while?
0: Yeah, for a little bit. Um, I do miss certain aspects of it. I miss seeing what people in my life are up to. I like when people, you know, post updates about like or, or, well, it's mostly just pictures because I was mostly active on Instagram. Um, I like seeing, you know, the people in my life do things and have like things they thought were worth sharing. And I do miss the aspect of, you know, regardless of whether you think it's a good source or not, social media does end up at some time, at some point, it'll cue you in onto like major events in the world. So like, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hey, something's going on. And I just saw a post about it on Facebook. That's my cue (laughs) to like, read more into it. But yeah,
1: to figure out what's actually going on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But other than that, not, not so much. I, I definitely don't miss the, like you said, the doom scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, that's super. uh, It's a relief to not have that be a part of my life anymore.
1: It's so bad. Like, it's just, it becomes such a time sink where you look up and you're like, oh, wow, it's no longer light out. And right. I could have been doing so many other things.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I
1: I try and be very productive in my mornings. um, Whereas before I would just sit on my phone and like have coffee and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll until it was time to go to work. Yep. Um, So now instead I make myself do um, Duolingo because I'm trying to teach myself Spanish.
0: Oh, cool. Cool.
1: So I do 30 minutes of Spanish in the morning, like get my brain moving, start thinking about some things. And it has made such a difference in just like, I don't like getting, getting moving in the morning, not dreading going to work as much, not feeling awesome. as froggy.
0: I think that that is a great idea. Uh, the, whether it's like learning a, a new language or, or reading something or, doing a workout, like, whatever, like, doing something that betters you, and I think you hit on a very, uh, relevant, relevant idea as to why I got off, like, I reasoned with myself that this is something, I, I already waste time on a daily basis, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like, I already do things that just bring me joy, but they don't act actively, like, you know, better me or further my whatever like yeah i love really video nice games yeah exactly video games is a great example like i have played video games my whole life and i'm not gonna stop and i enjoy it but like is it you know getting me anywhere probably not but when i looked at social media i was like i don't even enjoy this it's not something that i like it's just something that i do why am yeah, i wasting find my yourself time logging
1: in and
0: that's <laughs> that right it's like a a habit that turned into like too close to like an addiction like you just don't it's like people going out to smoke like do you even realize what you're doing or is it just you know kind of hardwired into your brain at this point
1: yeah just like muscle memory
0: yeah muscle memory i i i even found myself once i got rid of the apps off the phone like i would still tap on the location on the screen where they used to be crazy (laughs) yeah and i'd open like my bank account or something
1: (laughs) they're designed to be addictive they really are
0: yeah it's pretty gross
1: i refuse to get tiktok like i will not my sister keeps she sends me videos and she's like see wasn't that so funny get a tiktok and i'm like no hardest no that i ever knowed. i will never ever 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 do it because it's just so much worse
0: Kate, you have my undying support and allegiance to your cause. I will die on that hill with you. <laughs> <laughs> I will not get a TikTok either. And I also have a younger sister who sends me TikToks and she's like, you should just get it. And I'm like, you should just shut up.
1: <laughs> my even hotter take about TikTok is that it's China's way of dumbing our country down so that it's a, it's a Chinese app, right?
0: Kate, did you, did you hear that episode I did about where I touched on TikTok?
1: I'm not recalling. No, it,
0: it's, it's been a while. I said the exact same thing you just said. Really? Yep. Oh
1: my God. Okay. So it's not a hot take then. <laughs> oh, I guess maybe <laughs> it's a hot take, but not as hot of a take as I was expecting.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a lukewarm take. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I a hundred percent agree it. The, and you know, whether this is a hundred percent true or not, I was just, I, I, I ended up reading a bit onto this. And so the fact that I'm not in China, I can't prove it without, you know, without a doubt. But what I was saying was the algorithm that shows people in America, the videos that they see is different than the one that it shows to people in China. And the long and short of it is the Chinese version is showing kids the videos of people doing community service and Uh Uh, Being really good at school and like inventing stuff and like bettering themselves and helping their family and like, you know, patriotism and stuff that, you know, the Chinese government would want. Right. For their people. And then when you go to America, it's fucking TikTok dances and like throwing shit into cup challenges and like just (laughs) the. dumbest stuff
1: (laughs) ai generated things so you're thinking that's a real person and like oh nope that's actually ai
0: right like what if harry potter lifted weights like oh my god who cares
1: have you seen the um what was it the ai god ai the office ex balenciaga
0: oh uh i believe so it was It was like right around the time where I got off of social media.
1: Oh my God. It was so, it was so uncanny Valley, but it's just like, it's (laughs) going to get to the point where you're not able to tell what's real and what's not. And that's scary. So like, no, thanks. I'm good on that.
0: No, it is scary. And it's, it's like, to me, it's scariest for the kids that are growing up with it because you and I know what technology looked like when it was in its infancy we grew up with the internet it like we are as old basically as the internet is yep and we know what it looks like when some well in general when something is you know being targeted at you or if it's trying to subvert your you know expectations or knowledge like we have a little bit of a uh understanding of what's going on these kids Mm -hmm. that are being born now and we saw it with gen z but for sure gen alpha now that you know they're the, the next one, they just have no idea. They think that that shit's normal. They think it's yep. normal to be bombarded by ads from literally every bit of media that you consume. Like the only way mm-hmm. you can escape it is if you read a book, right?
1: Exactly. Yep. Where you don't know... physically not playing the game.
0: Right. And they don't even know how to read. Like, <laughs> like the current <laughs> generation of kids as you know, has been confirmed through testing, at least in America is they are getting less literate and just less good at school across the board in the entire country. so scary. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I don't know, what was it called? COVID had a lot to do with that. You know, like Uh the episode I did with my my teacher friend, John, he said it's essentially like kids, especially in this, this state where they had a year and a half of no school in person. Yep. It's like they're coming in. You have sixth graders coming into high school for the first time like in person so it's the maturity level of a 12 year old exactly in high school
1: oh, so. oh that's really yeah that's, that's grim
0: got me fired up about that one too
1: <laughs> i'm sorry we can take it down a notch
0: <laughs> okay yeah i would love to i would love to ask you a one last question and then we got to wrap it up because i got to go look at a house at one thirty.
1: Ooh. okay let's do it <laughs>
0: okay um very lighthearted question in the same spirit as the one you asked me about having crazy amounts of money. If, and I I actually specifically, just so you know, I tailored this question for you because I I know about (laughs) your, your cozy soul.
1: (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. (laughs) Uh,
0: If you have like, let's just say it's a Saturday or a Sunday where you don't have any plans. There's nothing on the docket. Like you literally can wake up whenever you want and do whatever you want. What is your ideal stay at home and chill day? What does that look like for Kate?
1: Oh, Okay. My ideal, her picture perfect day would be wake up at my leisure. If I wake up and I'm still tired, I'm going back to sleep. But once I'm ready to be awake, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do my Spanish. 30 minutes, maybe yeah. more, depending on where I am on my stats, <laughs> <laughs> have a cinnamon coffee from the, the coffee place that we like to get coffee, mm-hmm. followed by a homemade fruit smoothie, maybe flip-flop that around. I don't know, but both of those things definitely watch some type of trashy television from like <laughs> 10 to 1130. I've been really hot on love is blind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) After that point, I would like to have lunch, preferably lunch somewhere. You go out. Never mind. Scratch that. I'm going to get takeaway tacos brought home so I don't have to leave bed. (laughs) I affectionately refer to these days as bed day because I really don't do a whole lot besides lay in bed. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, for the later portion of my day, I would like to sit up by the pool and read a book, whether that be on my iPad or a physical book, I don't really care and have a cider from the local cidery that we keep on hand Ooh. or like some kind of like delicious beer. Um, probably grill something. Are we talking about like current season?
0: Uh, it can be whatever season you prefer.
1: Okay, I'm just going based on my ideal day right now. Okay. Um, have some kind of grill, whether that's like a steak on the grill or burgers. And then just like lay in what we affectionately refer to as the white room because it has this new white couch. And I don't know who let me buy a white couch. <laughs> um, so... We don't ever sit on it because I'm so petrified of ruining it.
0: (laughs) Who gave this woman money?
1: (laughs) You, you're, you're saying the truth. I, my sister was like, after it was already purchased and, you know, non-changeable, non-refundable, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You have animals and like, (laughs) you're you, you're going to like vacuum it and lint roll it 15 times a day. And I'm like, well, that would have been really helpful when I was about to purchase this expensive ass couch. So thank you for that peanut gallery. Um, so I would complete my night by watching a cozy movie in the White Room. It is the most cozy room in existence, oh, and yeah. probably fall asleep at eight thirty.
0: <laughs> so you've been awake all of about eleven, maybe twelve hours.
1: Oh, yes, that that just hits perfect. <laughs>
0: That's so good. How about you? Oh, Kate. I don't think I have time to give you my full and complete answer. So, can we put a pin in that for next time?
1: Absolutely. Yes, we'll start with that next time.
0: <laughs> that can be our first question. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm so glad you had that pretty much all lined up and ready to go. I I thought you might as when I was thinking about that question, I'm like, I bet she's got an answer locked and loaded.
1: Oh yes, I've spent many a Saturday that way, so it is near and dear to my heart.
0: <laughs> that sounds really nice. That's cottage core for sure.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I will, we could definitely wrap it up so you can go and get, you know, housing.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, we managed to, how long have we been on here since 10? Yeah. Almost three hours. That's a pretty good conversation.
1: Yep. I'm proud of us. Go us.
0: I, I think so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kate, as always, uh, it's been lovely to talk to you on I. I uh, aside from actually getting to make these like really interesting, uh, episodes for my podcast, it's always nice to just catch up and, and see where you are. Um, cause you, you and I don't really talk on the phone. So getting to talk to you exactly. once in a while is nice.
1: For sure. Just get it all out. You know, we, I mean, that's why we're able to speak for what, three hours just about.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And could, like you said last time, could keep going for sure. We, Absolutely. We, we could get yep. more than a couple episodes out of this. <laughs> But Thank yeah, you so I, much I, for
1: having me again. It's been so you, much fun.
0: You are more than welcome. I I will. There's always a spot for you on your ex-boyfriend's podcast. <laughs> yes,
1: we're already planning episode three.
0: <laughs> I, I, no, absolutely. That, now that I know that I have a question that needs to be answered. Uh, two actually, until, we have
1: two topics.
0: What was the other one? Oh, social media. Yes. No, you're right. We do. <laughs> but yeah, until that time, I hope. Uh, You have a good rest of your day, whatever it is you end up doing. Maybe it's a cozy day.
1: Yes. I I mean, I'm sure it will be. I don't know about the white room. I'm in here now and both cats are in here currently. So we have to, we have to vacate. The couch is so hairy.
0: Oh, fair enough. (laughs) And uh, also I did not forget. um, I will, when I find that picture of me holding baby Jonesy, like a, like an actual baby, I will send it to you.
1: Oh yes, please. I will wait with bated breath until that time.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, well until next time, Kate, thank you again. I appreciate you and, uh, we'll talk to you later.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Take care.
0: All right. You too. Bye. Bye. And thus concludes episode 52. A couple hours worth of catching up with a good friend of mine from way back. If that's something that you like the style of long form interview, Please let me know, because that's the intent going forward right now, as I discussed in the last episode. That's kind of where we're headed with this thing. Longer episodes and less frequent episodes. So with that being the case, y'all should look forward to the next episode, number 53 of your ex-boyfriend's podcast, coming out in two weeks. I got really close to the microphone there, so that got really loud. (laughs) So two weeks from now, what date would that be? The second and or the third, depending on when you listen to this podcast. They typically come out either late Sunday night, early Monday morning. So, nope, that's a week from now. (laughs) I can't read the calendar. I am a child. The 9th or the 10th of July, that's what we're looking at for episode 53. Anyway, now that you all know that I don't know how to read a calendar, uh, let's move on. You can find this podcast on Podbean, where it's hosted, at justicetenna.podbean.com. And it is distributed pretty much anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. It's on all the big platforms, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google, any podcast uh, distributor. You'll You'll pretty much find it there. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to contact me about the show, being a part of it, being a guest, comments, critiques, whatever... You can email me at the podcast email, which is your, Y-O-U-R, E-X-B-F podcast at gmail.com. Your E-X-B-F podcast at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of me on Instagram, where I post with every episode, if you want to keep up to date on what's going on with the show, you can follow me at your underscore E-X-B-F underscore podcast on Instagram. And I do not have any other social media presence because of how small time this podcast is. So if you're looking for like a Twitter or a TikTok or even a Facebook, I don't have any of those. Maybe I should make one. I don't know. But Instagram is the place where you want to be if you're trying to follow for more information. With that being said, again, thank you to all of my return listeners who came back to the show who came back to listening to your ex-boyfriend's podcast after the hiatus. For those of you who have um, been aware of, like, I've had conversations with before about the stats, this most recent episode 51 that you listened to last week was the biggest initial listenership for the first week that I've had in a while. So I really appreciated the support coming back. For everybody that's here for the first time Who is new to your Ex-Boyfriend's Podcast Welcome And I'm happy to have your support I hope that you will engage with the podcast going forward Like I said, you can email me Or get a hold of me on Instagram Um, I love feedback And I love knowing what my listeners want to hear So, with all that being said Look forward to another episode Of your Ex-Boyfriend's Podcast Coming in two weeks And until that time Take care of yourselves, we'll see you then.